the Southern Hemisphere's only official astronaut is in Aotearoa, New Zealand right now, looking at emerging technology uh, to transfer energy wirelessly from space. This pioneering technology is being developed by Auckland-based company MROD. We've spoken to them in the past. An astronaut and Sao Paulo Senator Marcos Pontes is Brazil's former Minister for Science, Technology, Innovations and Communications, but he also joined NASA in 1998, and he's an engineer. Good afternoon and welcome to New Zealand, Senator Marcos. Good afternoon, Tom. Thank you very much for this opportunity. And this is my first time here, and I'm enjoying very much. Oh, I'm so pleased. Well, welcome. Welcome on behalf of all of us. Um, have you seen New Zealand from space before? Oh, yes, many times, many times. Remember, we, we go around the planet every one hour and a half, so 90 minutes to go around. And as we as we turn, uh, the Earth turns a little bit, and so we pretty much fly over every place on the planet besides the, the poles. Can you tell us about your history in space? What have you flown on, and how many times have you been, and, and, and give us a bit of a story. Sure, sure. I was selected by NASA in 1998, uh, so I'm in the 1998 NASA class of astronauts, and uh, so it's two years course to become a professional astronaut. I was expecting to fly in 2001, didn't happen. 2002, no. Then we had the Columbia accident in 2003, so no flights at all. In 2005, uh, they assigned me to to fly with the Russians. I was one of the first from the American side to go to Russia to train there, and uh, so. I went to uh, Yuri Gagarin Cosmonaut Training Center, mm-hmm. or Zvyozny Garadok. And um, from there, I uh, went to Kazakhstan and uh, took off to the International Space Station, like Expedition 13th. I spent 10 days in space uh, doing the maintenance. I, I'm a kind of flight engineer so responsible for the, for the systems. So came back, stayed with NASA until 2018, so 20 years working there in Houston, uh, in the Johnson Space Center. And so in 2018, I was assigned by the president of Brazil, elected that year, uh, to be the Minister of Science, Technology, Innovations, and Communications. So I spent four years as a minister there, and this technology that I saw here today was a very, is a very promising uh, technology for the future of the energy of our planet. Yeah, we'll come back to that in a moment. Can you tell me, you do lots of training, I'm sure, and lots of visualization and simulation but that moment when you first launch into space must be pretty special can you remember it and and describe it for us oh yes it's a very very special moment i remember i was sitting there the top of that big rocket is a soyuz rocket is 49 meters high uh about uh, 200 tons of fuel so you sit in a big bomb waiting for takeoff and then Six seconds before takeoff, we have engines starting. And nine minutes after that, just nine minutes after that, I was in space mm. on the other side of the planet, 200 kilometers high and about 25,000 kilometers per hour in speed. So pretty high, pretty fast. And I remember that moment when we have had the an engine cut off. I took off my gloves. They were floating here in front of me. That was the moment I was... Yeah. Uh, fulfilling my dreams that I had since uh, since I was a kid, 
And I remember when I was a kid there in Brazil, I used to tell my friends that I would like to be a pilot. They they used to tell me, you, you be a pilot? This is impossible for you. It's just for rich people. I came from a very poor family, by the way. It's just for rich people, never going to be there. And I got home that day. My mother, she looked at me with those blue eyes that she had. And uh, she told me, you know, you can be whatever you want in your life. If you study, work hard, persist, and always do more than expected from you. And that moment in space, when I look at back to the planet, that was exactly what I remembered. Her blue eyes, the same color of the planet, saying, saying that to me. And that was really, really an emotional moment for me. Does it change your perspective on the world, seeing it from that perspective? Oh, yes, it changed uh, a lot. Because, uh, let's see, how can I explain this? When you're there in space, uh, different from most of people could think, like, uh, you know, I'm one of the less than 600 people in all the history of the humanity uh, to, to be in space. So it's a very few people that went to space you could feel like uh, I'm very proud of myself, things like this. No, uh, on the contrary. Uh, actually, uh, from there, you feel very, very, very small. And it's a kind of strange, right? And uh, then you start thinking, what's most important in life? And the most important thing in life is the people. Uh, people that we love, people that we we have a relationship. And, uh, and so uh, I, I change it a lot in this sense. After the, my space flight, I start thinking more about the people. I created a foundation uh, in Brazil to, to work with kids, so it's for science technology for kids in school, uh, working with uh, different organizations like United Nations as well. So I was much more uh, working towards uh, the people in order to improve quality of life for the people. And I'm doing that still today as a senator in, in Brazil working there in Brazil and still working with some organizations uh, in the world. What is the chances, what are the chances of a boy from a poor neighborhood in Brazil having the opportunity to go into space? They must be one in a million. Uh, well, you know, nowadays we have uh, several, uh, several programs that are improving, I would say, the probability of uh, any, anyone going to space. Like uh, now we have the private companies uh, working also in space, so like SpaceX or Blue Origin. And uh, we have programs like Artem's program with, uh, from NASA that's going to open a lot of uh, possibilities you know, for new astronauts or even tourists to, to go to space. And uh, basically... What I always say to, to the kids there in, in Brazil and other places that when I when I go to other countries is uh, don't give up your dream. No, you have to to believe your dreams and uh, keep keep doing your part, uh, being prepared. Uh, yeah. As my mother used to say, so study, work hard, persist. You know, in, important part. Well, your, your story is proof of that, proof that it's possible, but I still think it's an incredible story um, yeah. that you made it. Of all those people who apply, um, you were selected. Is it physically grueling, by the way, going into space? Yeah, well, so, uh, a little bit. Huh. <laughs> that doesn't help much. What's the hardest part physically? <laughs> well, you know, 
uh, space is very harsh environment. Uh, first of all, you have radiation. And so uh, as long as you stay in space, you're going to, to be hit for uh, a, a lot of radiation. So radiation is a problem. Other problem that we have in space is that we lose bone density uh, because of the micro-G, uh, microgravity. Uh, so uh, the body does not produce bone cells the same way it does okay. here. So we we come back with osteoporosis. This is normal, but we can recover uh, that. Uh, also, it changed some of the systems, like uh, the equilibrium of a hormonal system, uh, cardiovascular system, uh, immune system. So in the eye pressure. So space is really really harsh on the, our health. And this is a, a, one important part of the research that we do in space. For example, long-duration flights. Uh, we, the, our body there as astronauts is used for research. So they, they see, we do a lot of tests. So they see how can they, they treat or improve the treatment of certain uh, disease that can be, can be a problem for long-duration flights, like going to Mars or going to the moon. Got it, got it. So here you are in New Zealand after a successful career as an astronaut, and you're at our Emrods uh, wireless power transmission demonstration. What have you seen, and have you been impressed? Yes, I was really impressed. I saw the demonstration this morning, so I'd like to congratulate the the team of Emrod to uh, for developing this technology, which has been a dream for many decades. Uh, to transmit energy without wires, so wireless energy transmission, and uh, uh, they 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 did the demonstration here at 36 meters uh, uh, distance, and that was really really interesting because now uh, the the next steps will be to increase the distance and mm. the power transmitted, and in the in the sequence to transmit energy to space and then from the space using like a relay satellite can transmit back to the to the planet to different places and especially uh remote uh, places yeah. on the planet do you think can you see this being used in south america where you're from oh yeah for sure actually it can be used anywhere anywhere but uh, if you think places like the amazon uh of course is is not we have 22 million people living inside the Amazon wow. region. And, uh, of course, uh, having energy by wire is not, uh, is not easy to mm. do there. And, but uh, wind energy, like, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not a, it's not feasible as well. Uh, solar could be. But if you can transmit energy wireless to the, to the remote regions there in the Amazon, you can solve uh, the energy problem of the region. And by, by solving this, you can, for example, reduce uh, infant mortality because then you mm-hmm. can get water, filter the water, and get energy there to, to, to prepare anything. So we did that test before, the time I was a minister there. Uh, we reduced 63% of the infant mortality in a region uh, called Mamirawa there uh, by just doing that, using solar panels to bring water from the rivers, do uh, like a dual uh, filtration, and then getting the the water to the kids, uh, kind of clean water. Just this reduced 63% mortality. Imagine this. This is one example how energy is important.
Do you have anything personally that you still want to achieve? Oh, my being a senator, I, I can work in so many different um, sectors. For example, in the economy, uh, but I still working a lot with education, science, technology, innovations, entrepreneurship. Uh, for example, to help me to to get to improve the laws and the regulations in the country. So this is important. But then, uh, if you think about the nature of the problems that we have to face on the planet nowadays, like uh, food production, water, climate change, uh, energy, and so on. Uh, all of them depend somehow of technology. So my dream is to to be able to help companies to develop uh, programs or projects like this one that we saw today okay. that can help you know all the planet. And who knows? One day I can go back to space again. <laughs> Uh, well, it's an impressive life, an impressive story, Marcos. We are very pleased to have you here in New Zealand, and thanks so much for reflecting on your life with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope that will not be the, the last time. That was the first time for me here in New Zealand, but uh, I hope that will not be the, the last one. I'll be back here many times. I love the, the country as far as I saw this, this morning here in Auckland. And uh, I saw that there were so many beautiful places in this country. And congratulations for the way you treat uh, people here. And, uh, of course, I read uh, things about the, about the country before coming here. And I was really impressed the the, the way the country is is, uh, is run here. So I hope I'll be, be, I'll be back here many times. Great stuff. Nice to talk to you, uh, astronauts and sub. And Sao Paulo, uh, Senator Marcos Pontes.